Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Winter in California is my favorite. Good morning. Happy Monday. I know it's beautiful out there. Kind of looks like Waikoloa right now. Explain why. Uh, it's the color of the ocean. Blue. Blue, but it just rained all week last week, so that like there's a little bit of like doo-doo in the beginning of it. Doo-doo blue. Doo-doo blue. Got oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, that's one thing about California, like that's that's so different than Hawaii. Is in Hawaii, I always, I always used to love surfing in the rain, and over here in California, you have to like let it mellow out for like three days, depending on how big it rains. I don't know. I would wait in Hawaii too because you get runoff from who knows where and who knows what is coming down the mountain. You know, nowadays might be a little different. <laughs> But like back when in, you're a kid, it didn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. Well, no. Even like you know when right before we moved over it was really nice when you like you know paddled out and then it would start raining it was mm-hmm. it was magical but over here kind of like gets me a little a little edgy <laughs> I, I don't i really i don't really trust it too much and rightfully so i mean look at the color of the water right now doo-doo blue it's doo-doo blue <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> no it is it's nice it's blustery it's windy it's winter um i don't really uh i hate snow just to be totally honest i don't like it uh, I think that that comes from years and years and years of, of touring in the snow, and, you know, and like mm-hmm. getting out of the van or the bus because we've done both. We did the, the van and the bus years and, and, and like you get out and then all of a sudden you're just stepping in this like, like, oh, this is this sludge sludge. Yeah. Thank you for that. I, yeah. was, I was reaching for a word. Yeah. You just step into this moist cold wet sludge cold moist that's that's better than hot moist i don't know yeah i don't know yeah yeah that's it the jury's out on that one what what do you guys think listeners yeah dm us what sounds worse cold (laughs) moist or hot moist oh yeah it's it it was that that really unique kind of uh touring experience that really turned me off to to all things and of course you saw it would always wear slippers and shorts that guy's just a beast. <laughs> like, it would always blow my mind. And this is pre-beard, so he didn't even have the beard to keep I don't, him warm. I seriously never would understand. I would f- be freezing looking at him. <laughs> it was really, it was so nuts. But um, I, I here's one way I think I could deal with the snow for winter. This is one way I could deal with um, a, a white winter. Mm. It's if I was in like the ski lodge, by the fireplace, drinking like. Uh, Johnny Blue Neat or something and just looking at it from warmth. From afar. Yeah. From, no, not I'd be in it, but just yeah. from a, you know, a different perspective, blocked in basically. Yeah. I could do winter that way. That's a, that's a nice picturesque thing, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Well, I'm over here in, um, let's see, long pants, long arm things, sleeves, a scarf, uh, leg warmers, and a big fuzzy Viking looking blanket. I'm freezing and it's beautiful and sunny outside. However, I am just getting over um, the crud, <laughs> getting over a cold. And I've been trying to kick this thing in its butt for a couple of days now. How's it going? Um, it's going well. 
I mean, I still kind of sound a little nasally, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'll I'm fix that in post production. Don't worry about that. Oh, thanks. You're Is welcome. there an app for that or? A <laughs> it's a special plugin. I got you. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been um, really doing all the good things because I've I've been leading my Yin Yoga teacher training this weekend, and today is the the final day of that. So I really had no time for um, licking my wounds and having any downtime. So I've just been taking. I brought out all the big guns: the grapefruit seed extract, the wellness formula. Um, I don't even know how many milligrams of vitamin C, but we have this really great. Uh, organic vitamin C powder and it's you still taste it I mean it's very um, tart if you put enough of it in the water but you can just drink bottles of water with this vitamin C it's it's really good to boost your immune system now here's a here's a question for you it's this could be a strategy as well do you think it's better to kind of push through Mm, or good question or just sit and and just relish in it the the cold i wouldn't say relish is the proper term for it or just allow it to be like overtaking yeah um so usually when i start to feel any type of less than amazingness (laughs) whatever kind of sick it is um i start with all my my um i just call it the cocktail it's um vitamin c water or emergency if i have a lot of stuff to put in it to mask the taste and then all of the all the goodness right and i do that three times a day four times a day what's the goodness uh well grapefruit seed extract um oregano essential oregano oil uh no i'll get something called immunity shots Mm -hmm. and it has oregano in it it has um colloidal silver it has zinc um, so all of that and then uh, the wellness formula. So I basically just make this concoction and I drink that three to four, sometimes even more times a day consistently. And usually after one day, it knocks it out mm-hmm. and I feel amazing. You know that I'm usually like, nope, not going to happen. Right. Um, this one's been a little bit, uh, it's it's a little humbling actually because usually, you know, I'm, I'm on my feet the next day. This one kind of, went away and then there were some symptoms that lingered and um, and then it came back and I was floored again <clears throat> and uh, I didn't have time to basically relish in it because I had to prepare for my my teacher training that was this weekend and I have to just power through it so I did get very very frustrated with myself that I wasn't able to kick it as fast this time um, but I did you know let that go because I am doing all the good that I can you know, eating healthy, no booze, um, all of the um, healthy things that I put in my little concoctions, getting a lot of rest. Um, and so, you know, just kind of let it run its course. Interesting how fast we, um, <laughs> we, we, we start to feel like uh, you should be better already. What's wrong with you? We, we get like really quick into that emotion. When it's right, not because usually around. it goes so fast, but this is a different one. I mean, I, there's people at my studio just dropping like flies. People, you know, students are getting like people sick. are teachers dying? are no, they're just they're getting sick. <laughs> you know that that's what dropping like flies means. Oh. Okay, well they're <laughs> sick little flies. I don't know. They're just everyone's getting sick. <laughs> Whatever. It's not funny. Um, Anyway, however, so yeah, this one was a little bit longer. So that's kind of humbling because I'm not used to this. I'm used to getting rid of it really fast. Although I feel great now, 
Um, I don't feel like I have it. I just have that lingering kind of nasally sound. So it's it's on its way out. Yeah, good. Yeah. Which brings us, you may, this sounds like an emotional journey that, you, <laughs> that you're going through. Which brings nice segue, us, babe. <laughs> right, which brings us into what we want to talk about today. Yes, we're going to talk all about emotions. Or what we like to call e motion e yeah. standing for energy energy right okay so we watched this documentary called e dash motion uh two or 2.0 or something and you can find it on amazon uh, i think it's included with prime it's one of those streaming included ones and it's about an hour and a half long really fascinating and one of our favorite authors um dr joe dispenza is one of the um one of the masterminds in it and they talk about how emotions are energy in motion, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's, yeah. Emotions so are e energy. Motion. Yeah. Emotion. Energy in motion. Yeah. And um, not only this documentary, but I mean, there's so many studies out there. And let me just preface this uh, by saying, you know, Cleo and I are not in any capacity medical professionals. Um, and we will be talking about past traumas today. Um and you know holding on to things and suppressing emotions and if anyone is experiencing this you know we really um highly recommend you talk to someone that can help you with these suppressed emotions and and past traumas um so like i said we're not medical professionals but we are very fascinated with this subject because it is about the mind-body connection and that is something that kaleo and i um really subscribe to we really believe in this the the power of the mind-body connection uh nice disclaimer good job well i mean it's true um so we believe and all the studies out there say that when you have these um, suppressed emotions or past traumas that maybe you haven't um, properly processed, so unprocessed uh, experience in your life, these get trapped in your body, like down to a cellular level. All of these can be trapped in the body. And when these suppressed emotions um, have been in your body for so long, this is where we can... Uh, experience disease or dis-ease, whether it's something in the form of, you know, a lowered immune system or um, another disease or even um, just physical stuff in the body, right? A lot of tightness. Um, and unprocessed life experiences are the source of, you know, a lot that, that ails us. So kind of like um, when something happens, we don't totally understand, but the body will actually absorb this trauma mm -hmm. and stash it away. So, okay, I don't have to worry about that right now because there's life happening at the moment and I need to be on my game and thinking about um, keeping me alive at this particular moment. So let's stash this somewhere in the body uh, and then I'll come back to it hopefully later. But what we do is we just normally go on and never re resurface that situation yeah. that may have happened that we really need to take time to work through yeah and and let's go back to even you know ex expressing emotion as children and babies they feel happy they express that they start laughing they start laughing they feel scared they'll run to their mom or, or they'll dad. just all out just freak out if and cry not happy they'll they'll cry right um, so their emotions are instant, 
right? And well, they're then, just like, they're, there's no filter on the kid. So, or the kids. Well, there's no life experience to tell them that they shouldn't hold it in, mm. right? Until they are told that. By? By us. Adults. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, don't cry, don't cry. I'm not saying that all children experience this, but, you know, for the most part, as humans, you would see, you know, especially back in the day, I think with our, our parents growing up in that era, mm-hmm. you know, it was always very... Uh, from what I see in the movies and from what I've heard from um, students that are of that age, you know, it was more like, you know, buck it up. Don't cry. Don't show your emotions. But you know what was my favorite? Was, uh-huh. Yeah, you crying. Keep crying. I'll, I'll give, give you, you something, something to cry, cry about. about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, something yeah. like that. But no, I mean, as as uh, older children, we grow up and it's it's like, don't, you know, don't cry. Don't. It's more of hide your emotions. And then as adults, um, I think, you know, with males especially, you know, women are the emotional sex. Males aren't that emotional. Well, males should be emotional, right? We should have that freedom well, outside to of gen- outside cry. of genderville, it's just, <laughs> yeah, outside of genderville, you can be a human and really get into that. Yeah. And yeah, you're, you're right. There's that, that separation which going back to what you said earlier in the podcast, the we're very um, we're subscribed to the uh, mental and physical uh, alignment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that separation causes this. I mean, trauma just sounds such like a heavy word because you know you think of trauma as like the ER or something, like someone's arm got severed off. Trauma, right? But trauma can actually mean um, an experience that you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. that happened and it's very startling mm-hmm. you know um it doesn't have to be something that's happened to your physical body it can be um a, a fear-based trauma it can be you know there's many different layers of right. trauma and um you know it is it is a fearsome word it is something that is not openly talked about i think in many circles because it could be considered you know i'm doing air quotes here shameful to have a trauma or to talk about trauma and i think that that needs to have a shift as well because you know traumas don't have to be something um like i said something that physically has happened to you it could be something that you just experienced that you weren't prepared for and so you're in shock and that goes deep into your your psyche and your subconscious mind and your in your body physically but I do think that we need to be a little more open about about past trauma so that we can process and we can help our peers and our loved ones um, process and have an open conversation so that it doesn't go into this suppressed category of, of deep emotion. And right. So take the, take the power out of the word trauma, basically. Trauma mm-hmm. happens to everyone. Don't worry about it. Don't make it such a big deal. Well, okay. On the other side of that, I don't want to, um, I don't want to belittle anyone who's had a trauma or I don't want to make it seem like it's no big deal because it is a big deal. I want to take the stigma away from it, from it being a shameful thing to talk about because it is a big deal. Mm. Anyone who's gone through trauma, um, you know, it, it is a big thing, but to not be able to talk about it because of shame or embarrassment, that's what I I'm talking about. Right. That's where you want to relieve the, yeah, I want to honor that it is a huge deal. Well, I mean, everyone goes through it. So it's it's something common, you know? It's like everyone can have food. Everyone has eaten food. Everyone has trauma. It's one of the things that should just be uh, socially accepted 
all the way across the board to be able to talk about it and to, process yeah, exactly it. Mm-hmm. yeah because we all have yeah. these these experiences and um a lot are just you know really similar yeah so to not to not talk about things that's where um a thing can grow power and mm-hmm. it can be stored like again it's a store away in the body until it causes this disease kind of yeah. thing and this whole thing just fascinates me it's really it's so nice to be able to whether you're talking to a friend a family member um or professional or professional or prayer Mm -hmm. you know whether it be whatever lineage of um religion or spirituality that you you feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. all of these are great ways to just relieve this this trauma that's inside of you knowing that you don't have to um uh be afflicted and feel uh, separated from anyone, especially yourself, or feel alone mm-hmm. in any way. Yeah. In, in this documentary that we watched the other night, um, it talks about how the subconscious mind knows everything. So let's say our, um, our cognizant mind, our, our mind that we are um, thinking with right now, doesn't really remember the details of our past suppressed emotions or traumas or triggers we don't remember the details we we kind of put it away in the back of our mind right we don't like to think about it It doesn't make us feel good Um, our subconscious mind knows every single detail our subconscious mind knows the the smell the sound the touch that every sense of it is in our subconscious mind so that is still within us and even if we don't know it or not And when there's something that's so deep like that, it can start to manifest in the physical form. Um, In a a sense, there's one thing called body armor. And this is a a protective mechanism where um, muscle tension, so muscle tissue contracts and becomes very strained, right? So if we're thinking about something, um, oh, and here's one thing before I go on, our minds or or our, our bodies don't tell the difference between an actual um, incident that's going on or the memory of it. So let's say we're in a car accident 10 years ago and then all of a sudden something reminds us of it and we think of that car accident 10 years ago and we think about how it felt and all of a sudden our heart rate starts to to go faster we start to get sweaty we get nervous our body you tense up Mm -hmm. our bodies don't know the difference between the actual incident happening and the memory of it so our bodies because the body primarily relates to thought Mm -hmm. okay and our bodies are um, are, are tensing up that muscle tissue is contracting and becoming strained, right? And then our connective tissue, which is made up of, um, you know, proteins like collagen and elastin collagen is for strength and elastin is for flexibility mm-hmm. and they're conductive of energy. So this is what I've been teaching about in our yin training this weekend, um, with the, the meridian theory, of energy is that the connective tissues are these pathways that energy can flow through. They conduct energy. And so when we think of these traumas or even when we're not thinking of it, but it's in our subconscious, which knows every single detail, we have that contraction of the muscle tension or the muscle tissue, and we have hardened and constricted connective tissues. And all of these together create this body armor. So our bodies are armoring itself 
so that we don't have to, uh, it, it's a protection mechanism against um, trauma, basically. Is this happening in the fascia? Um, yeah, that is considered connective, connective That's, tissue. Okay, and that yeah. goes but through else? our entire body as mm-hmm. a wetsuit. So if I'm yeah. feeling something, or if there's like a pool of the fascia in my right toe, I could feel it in my left ear, theoretically. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. so nuts. So now you have this whole sense of body armor, and when you're feeling an intense emotion, your your whole body will take on the feeling. So, I mean, imagine, and this is just one emotion, one, um, one incident of trauma. Um, you know, we tend to hold on to things, not just from this lifetime, but there's something called um, the epigenetic link and um, I'll share a quick study, if you don't mind. Uh, about yeah, that. I'm fascinated. So um, they did a study with these mice, and they took the mice, and it was a long study. Um, they took the mice, and they created this fear of, and I don't even know. Oh, how I they remember. Do. I remember this. It was yeah. a lotus blossom. A cherry blossom. Cherry blossom. Yeah. That's what it was. So they created this fear. Um, and I think they probably, and this is horrible. I hate studies on animals. Yeah, mice really get the, the shit end the, of the stick. The shit end of the stick, man. We sound like our parents with all these, all these words we're saying. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they took these mice, and they probably like, you know, I don't know, shocked it or something when they saw. A cherry That's exactly blossom. what they did. They would electric. They would electric. Oh, electrocute. Yeah, I hate these. Well, I mean, it's it's all in the name of science. I know. All right, go for it. Anyway, they should do it on themselves. <laughs> so, yes, long story short, these mice, they shocked or electrocuted them when they would see cherry blossoms. And then these mice went on to have babies. And they, um, those mice went on to have babies. So I think the grand mice of those mice that Did you just sh- say the grand mice? Yes. That's rad. All right, go on. <laughs> the grand mice right. so of that, the original that- mice that got shocked and they were terrified of cherry blossoms because they didn't want to get shocked. The grand mice of them never saw a, a they never got shocked. They never saw a cherry blossom until one day they showed cherry blossoms to these grand mice and they were terrified. That's incredible. So it's an I ancestral yes. connection. Yes. So this is an epigenetic link of this trauma that their their grandparent mice had passed down through cellular biology, an epigenetic link to these grand mice, the babies, that are now terrified of cherry blossoms. So off subject really quick, I mean, this could be relative to anything, including diet. Oh, yeah. Wow. Definitely. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. So there is something with the ancestral diet or, you know, anything in that, that sense if it's getting passed down. You call it epigenetics. What is the definition of epigenetics, actually? Well, okay. Let me let me pull it up because it's, it's, uh, it's kind of heady here. Um, okay. Epigenetics is the study of heritable phenotype changes that do not involve alterations in the DNA sequence whoop de doo basil what does it all mean <laughs> what's like the english version of that <laughs> basically it's it's studying <laughs> the her- uh, traits that can be inherited from um ancestors okay so yeah. basically exactly what that is <laughs> yeah all right they actually <laughs> made up that word just to describe all the words that we were talking about yes it is a thing <laughs> babe <laughs> anyway <laughs> 
Um, so we've been taught to resist things that don't feel good and instead of feeling those things. And this is an interesting thing that I wanted to bring up because I know, you know, you and I are both followers of um, Abraham Hicks. And I know that sometimes when a negative thought will come into your vibration, you want to shift it. You don't want to allow it into your vibration, right? I mean, I, I don't either. However, sometimes I f- I'm feeling the need to feel it for some reason before I um, just let it go out of my vibration. Well, then if you don't, if you don't really get to it, then it will be like we talked about. It will be stored somewhere in the body and then it will come up somewhere where you don't want it to. Yeah. So it's so really I important. Think as much as we don't want to bring it into our vibration, I think we need to feel these things, but not become attached to it. Well, this is why tapping is so fantastic because you actually tap acupressure on these points in, mm-hmm. in a series and you're able to say this thing out loud and to release it mm-hmm. and to get rid of it. And if you guys don't know what tapping is, uh, look it up. It's a... Uh, EFT. Uh, EFT. Emotional freedom technique. And there's also, th- there's different ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the head guys in the movement, his name is Nick Ortiz, Ortez, something like that. But just go and look up Tapping Solution. Just Google it. And you'll see, um, they'll run you through this little, you know, acupressure series that they do. And they have um, verbal cues for you to follow too. And I think they're on YouTube as well. So it's a really good way to, to be able to say something, call it by its name out loud. And then with this combination of acupressure and releasing it, it removes it from the body. It's pretty powerful stuff. Melanie and I did a class on it at um, NHI down in Encinitas. And it was really a really cool couple of days that mm-hmm. we, uh, we got to experience this. Yeah, yeah, it was really great. Um, so another study that I've heard about is that 90% of our energy is being used to suppress these emotions that we don't want to feel and to suppress these, um, experiences and traumas that we don't want to be on the front forefront of our mind. So 90% of our energy now, is that, is, is that because, um, the, the, the mind is trying to keep survival. Yes, at, it's a survival instinct. Okay, so it's yeah. using so much energy just to maintain a survival in the now. Yes. Okay. And if you were to finally be able to release these emotions, these suppressed emotions and traumas and feelings and experiences, then you get all that energy back. Hmm. Right. Hmm. So how can we release that stuff? Oh, well, like we just talked about with the tapping, we Mm -hmm. can do that. Um, Also, one of the things that helps me um, in an immense amount is just not doing anything, becoming silent in the morning, especially with my, yeah, just becoming silent. Because Mm -hmm. when you find yourself to be silent, then your mind isn't creating more things on top of it. Mm -hmm. It actually gives you a, a, um, a moment to allow yourself to just be still, be quiet and let it kind of just take over and, and remove itself that way. Yeah. So even if you haven't gone, you know, even if you think with your um, your mind right now that you haven't really experienced any trauma in the past, there may still be some underlying suppressed emotions from, like I said, the epigenetic link that could be from, um, from your 
parents or your grandparents, things that are really not what you've actually experienced, but they could be still held within yourselves. Are you, are you downloading this in the womb as well? Yes. So uh, that's another part of what this documentary showed was that when you are a baby in utero, um, you're downloading everything that's going on with your parents. Let's say there is a a fight or um, a hardship with a a career, a job or or whatever it is, a a health issue. Um, You as a um, embryonic being fetus yeah are downloading all of this and so this is going into your cells as well and this is going into your subconscious which holds 90 percent of everything yeah and and now i'd like to pause for a moment and just say you know this stuff is not our fault right and all this i mean it could be traumas that we've experienced in this lifetime ourselves that we actually do remember it could be stuff from past lives it could be stuff passed down epigenetically i mean this stuff should not be there shouldn't be such a stigma around it of shame i think it just needs to be more of a a conversation and acceptance with our peers that you know we all have this stuff that is suppressed every single one of us mm-hmm. whether it's large and grand or it's on the smaller scale it still affects us well no matter down what, to ourselves even if it's like large to someone it could be smaller to someone else and large to you, smaller to someone else. And yeah, and there shouldn't be any judgment around that. Exactly, either. right. It's it, just all whatever it is. It's just human like, stuff. That yeah, we it, need it, to exactly process and release. Yeah, I, I just think our minds are so so powerful, more powerful than we even realize. And um, you know, if if we're able to do the work and and really find ways to allow our minds to be our ally instead of our um, our nemesis, right? Because if we are suppressing things and then our, our mind thinks, you know, our bodies and our mind think that they're doing a great job. However, sometimes they're doing this protection mode thing that's hindering our health and our progress um, because they, you know, our, our system wants to be in this protection mode. We got this. I'll go deeper. Maybe our mind and our bodies know that there's work that needs to happen but it's our ego that thinks that's doing a really good Mm, job yeah yeah and then and so you just put those back on the burner like in the back burner Mm -hmm. and like but i am i honestly to tell you the truth i think the body and the mind both instinctually know like yeah you know it would be really good if we got to this Mm -hmm. i could really use this clearing i could really use this um energetic alignment right now yeah. But the ego, especially, you know, in the fast paced world that we are in and we want to seem invincible, doesn't really get to that point. Yeah. So there's a whole nother culprit as well. Well, and I think this comes back to that stigma of trauma being shameful, you know, and if we got rid of that, then people would just be open or feel that they could be open and, and share and process and not have to do this in private or, or put it in the back of their mind and, um, yeah, so. I absolutely agree. In fact, for me right now at this time of my life to think that trauma is embarrassing is it's, it's very hard for me to, to even understand that because mm-hmm. we all have this human experience that we are undertaking with each other mm-hmm. and and we have the ability to communicate with each other and be, um, you know, be in a position where we can work through things on our own and together. And that combination is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, if if there is, you know, um, any trauma that's holding anybody up, uh, it's it's a really good idea to to remember what you just said, Mel, and and 
don't don't allow it to have that kind of power be expressive and you'd be you'd be amazed on like how much that's going to help someone else get through their trauma mm-hmm. that they may not be expressive about so the mind is is so powerful but we can also um i believe and and the the books that i read and the the people that i follow like dr jo- joe dispenza that our mind can help us heal right it's um I mean, there's studies that have been done are just vast. So how about this one? There's a study where um, fake radiation was given to a group of people and one third of all of these people lost their hair. And then there is another study that was done where it was actually a surgical study. So let's say there are um, three people that go, and I don't specifically know the details here, but it's pretty fascinating. Three people went in to go get knee replacement surgery or or, um, a knee surgery. And one of the people actually had the knee surgery. And keep in mind, they're all under anesthesia. So their, um, their awake mind, their cognizant mind, is, is totally asleep, but their other mind, right? Their subconscious is, of course, awake. Another person um, had a surgery, but it didn't do anything. So they went in, it had the same sounds of the surgery. They cut the knee open, they sewed the knee up, but they didn't fix anything. And then the third person, they didn't even cut the knee. They just made the same sounds as the the surgery this is crazy i know so they pretended that all the talking between the doctors and the nurses were happening the same thing their same sound of all the different tools that they needed everything was the same but they didn't do anything every single one of those people that had surgery non-surgery and total surgery um were walking better even the one that had zero surgery he was walking much better wow i know so the mind is so powerful that the mind can heal and this is there's a book called you are the placebo which Uh, you've read by dr mm -hmm. joe dispenza dispenza which eden gave us right thanks eden um that talks about that and and there's many many different studies in there it's it's so powerful but how can we harness it for good instead of you know our mind thinking that it's saving us but yet we have all these protection mechanisms and it's one of those things too where the protection mechanism is so important it's oh, something absolutely. that yeah it's just it's keeping survival. us alive but yeah. now it's just one of those things where it's like both and let's use let's use all of it instead of just one you know just one direction and um yeah, and be open to the possibility of like, you know what? This is so much bigger than I actually know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also, you know, like this documentary we watched talks about um, what the ancients did to help treat depression was to go into sunlight, right? Vitamin D is so important. Having that connection of the sunlight in, in your eyes for the pineal gland. Um, eating orange and yellow foods they talked about is really helpful for depression and mood elevation. Um, well, they brought up the chakras too and whatever color aligns with that chakra, try to eat those foods. So like red, uh, is going to be Mulu, Mulu, Muladara. Muladara, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard that correlation of food and chakras. But I mean, I'm so into I dig it. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, that's the whole thing. It's like self discovery, <laughs> right? 
of, mm-hmm. of health and wellness. So try it. I mean, have some strawberries. I think red you should peppers. eat the rainbow anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Skittles. Yeah, I was just about but... <laughs> to say you know, eat the rainbow. Yeah. But then water, actually, if you if you go on a fast, which you know it's a big thing to me, water holds the entire spectrum of colors. Mm-hmm. That's why when you have a rainbow, uh, it's it's because of water mm-hmm. and and the right uh, reflection of the sun. Yeah, I'm into that. The whole prism. And then there's something called muscle testing. And um, we won't get too in-depth in it now, but um, maybe we'll do a whole other podcast on it because it's pretty fascinating. Well, go ahead and touch on it. So muscle testing is, um, you know, we do hold all of this stuff in our tissues. And you can muscle test to find out if you are suppressing anything by yes or no questions. And then you can... um, be able to finally release it. So let's say you have your fingers, your thumb and index finger on both hands, but then you create like a, what would this be called? Like a link, a chain link. Yeah. Yeah. And so you would ask yourself, do I have an emotion, a suppressed emotion that needs to be released? And then you pull your fingers away. And if it breaks easily, that's a no. If it holds steady and holds fast, that's a yes. So if you come up with a yes, there's actually a chart that you can use. And maybe I'll put that chart on, um, on our show notes. Or you can put it on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a chart and then you would ask yourself again, is there, um, am I holding on to an emotion that's in column A or column B? Yes or no. And you do that same muscle testing and then you narrow it down by row and then you narrow it down by emotion. And then when you come up with the final emotion that you've narrowed it down to, um, you can take your hand from your forehead and just swipe all over, uh, swipe from your forehead all to the top of the head and then back down through the back of the head to the neck. And there's a main meridian that runs in this area here. Meridians are energy channels. And this is basically erasing the... um, the suppressed memory or hmm. the suppressed feeling, emotion, and then you're clearing it. You can also do that with a magnet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it with a magnet, which I haven't tried yet. Um, but all these things are just tools that you can use. I think awareness is one of the biggest, um, the biggest parts of healing here is just recognizing that you may have something, some emotions that need to be felt and processed and then ultimately, hopefully let go and released Mm -hmm. for optimal health. And I think talking to people, talking to professional, talking to peers, loved ones, this is the first step of being able to release these suppressed emotions. Listening to your inner guidance and, you know, remembering that you can trust yourself too. Mm-hmm. That's a it's a really important step in the awareness and um and your your health your personal self your personal journey mm-hmm. yeah cool all right all right well thanks yeah go check out happy um, Monday everyone. yeah go check out the um, the Instagram only we'll post that uh, that muscle testing thing yes the chart going on also go check out Flower of Life um, CBD F O L CBD dot com com perfect (laughs) rebel and muse at checkout you get 15 percent all right all of us peace